0: Listening to the Mindful Biz podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, Dee Dee Lowe from Soulfresh joins us. Dee Dee was a chef in Byron Bay on a mission to bring delicious, healthy food to the masses. In 2003, well ahead of the trend, Dee Dee started Soulfresh with a refrigerated van, taking to the streets. DD sold his favourite Byron Bay health brands to Melbourne cafes at a time when swapping soft drinks for a kombucha seemed an impossible feat. After working in the food and beverage industry for several years, DD was inspired to venture out on his own, handcrafting a brand that would benefit consumers. Now, 15 years on, oat milk. Meatless meat burgers and kombucha are staples in many Australian households. With Soul Fresh products featuring in fridges and pantries across the country, Dee Dee's vision for innovation in food development has led to the expansion of Soul Fresh from a distributor to product development. With nine brands of its own spanning multiple categories, from kombucha and plant-based milks to vegan chocolate, brands include Nutty Bruce low-brose kombucha, wildly good and more. Hi, Dee Dee. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you?
1: I'm really well, thank you. How's it going?
0: I'm, I'm really well. I'm looking forward to, you know, Christmas holidays and summertime, that's for sure. We're on the countdown
1: I know. It's a a wonderful time of the year and I think especially so given that COVID seems to be receding here.
0: Yeah. We were just saying, so you're based in Melbourne. How has this year been for you? Tough.
1: I mean, it's actually been, I mean, yeah, I think it's been a tough year all around. Um, it's been very interesting for Solfresh. Fresh. We, you know, we, I think like a lot of other businesses, um, you know, weren't sure what was happening as, as COVID was sort of kicking in. And so, you know, we, we sort of had to take some yeah, you know, pretty drastic action, just trying to make sure that, you know, all the staff were fine, that the business was going to be fine. Um, and, you know, as things sort of started to work through, You know, we had areas of the business that were doing really well, you know, and I think it's just luck being in food Um, and then other parts of the business that weren't doing well at all um, because they're more around sort of convenience and, you know, food that's sort of on the go. Um, And so, obviously, people weren't moving around. And so, you know, there was a lot in the air. But I think in in general, you know, we we sort of use this time to really work a lot on the business, you know, to be quite introspective about, you know, who we are, what we're doing and, and really sort of having a look at our future plans.
0: Mm. During, during lockdown, were you stuck at home the majority of the time or you, were you able to go to your warehouses?
1: So I, I was able to go to the warehouses but I didn't really and yeah. um, it was, I mean, I think if anything positive has come out of COVID, it has been an understanding of um, working in a different way. Um, and so obviously with everything being locked down, I mean, I, I normally travel for, you know, probably a quarter of the year and so you know with all that travel off um it's been amazing sort of connecting more with the family but also really then being able to work um on how to work together and um yeah and i think coming out of it i think like probably like a lot of businesses we have a sort of a new view on how flexible working might actually work
0: yeah where are you usually traveling is it usually sydney
1: no, so I actually, I mean, I do do some internal travel, but most of my travel is overseas because we have a business wow. in New Zealand, we have a business in the UK, and, um, and we're sort of expanding further. So, I, I'm spending a lot of time, you know, just having a look at sort of trends and products in different markets, and then, yeah, just working in the different businesses. Wow.
0: All right, then. So, how about you introduce Soulfresh so everyone knows, you know, about your business before we go any further?
1: Sure. And thank you. So um, at Soulfresh, we really see ourselves um, probably more like a platform than we do like a business. And you know, as we've as we've evolved and grown, we've really um, tried to approach ourselves as being a platform for change. Um, So it's an easy thing saying that, um, and it's quite a hard thing sort of executing that. But for the last almost 17 years now, we have been really focused on trying to provide better alternatives for people in terms of the foods and drinks that they eat. Um, and try to give people something that's real, something that, you know, isn't all that overprocessed crap that is on the shelves. And, you know, when we started doing that 17 years ago, there wasn't much good food broadly available. Mm. You could get it in sort of specialist stores and organic stores and health food stores, but you, you really struggle to find it in mainstream supermarkets. And so, you know, Soulfresh is really a, this platform for change where we really focus on trying to provide these better food alternatives which appeal to the mainstream. So, you know, we really try to make sure that they're as delicious, you know, that they're really good value, but they really reflect all of our values, which is about being, you know, organic and or fair trade and or plant-based and, you know, and or real, you know, just just real food uh, with real values.
0: Are they your brands or are you sourcing the brands?
1: Um, Both, both. So um, probably about 90% of our sales come from our own brands. So we started life... Selling all other people's brands. Um, And I think, you know, when when you start your life as a distributor, um, which we did, uh, we really focused so much of our time on, one, trying to source the right products um which took time, but but really trying to work with retailers and people who sold the products to try to give them a space. And it was all about sort of educating the retailer um, a lot at the start. Um, sure. And then obviously educating the consumer a lot. Um, and so, you know, it was very uncool 17 years ago to be selling vegetarian products like we mm. were. You know, it was like very yeah. niche and, you know, there was a lot of convincing that that had to happen. And you know, it's just amazing to see how much um people have changed and how much you know the food and the industry has changed.
0: What products did you start with when you first started Soul Fresh?
1: Yeah, so um, so I was living in Byron Bay and I was managing a nightclub bar and as part of my job I'd really be trying to sort of get a lot of the locals in in winter. and Byron wasn't busy in winter back in those days. and so we'd put on these industry nights, we'd get a DJ, you know, we'd be serving cheap drinks and really trying to build this community. And Byron being Byron really just attracted a lot of like-minded people. So a lot of the food and the food producers there were all around, like, vegetarian, organic, um, you know, yeah, like, plant-based, delicious, you know, just really great food. And I, I really connected with that food. Mm. And so when I started Soulfresh Fresh um, and I moved from Byron down to Melbourne, I just – took the products that I thought would be the most incredible or the ones that, that I really resonated with and I started selling those down in Byron. So they were this incredible drink called Ginger Nectar, which has got four ingredients. It's ginger, lemons, honey and water. And that's it. It's not pasteurized. Um, it's incredible, actually. And, you know, it was years before cold-pressed juice became a thing and it was this amazing product. And so um I was, you know, used to love drinking it up there and and I thought it would be great down here. Another product was Byron Gourmet Pies, um, and so this was this little pie maker in Byron Bay who was making really delicious um, both meat and vegetarian pies. They were using some spelt pastries, and they had just amazing products, and mm. that was the other product they launched. And then the third one was um, a little chai tea company, again, before chai was a thing, uh, called Byron Chai, and, um, wow. and they were the three products I started with.
0: Wow. Okay, so what then what was the first brand of your own
1: um, it was actually a brand called Another Bloody Water. So um, it was back in 2006. <laughs> been, I remember you know, that product. I I, I, yeah,
0: because of the name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. And, you know, like it was the most incredible product. And so basically we had been selling bottled water and we'd been selling a, a product called Fiji Water, which is a beautiful yep. water. And it was, you know, yeah. sort of quite cool in Hollywood and whatever else. And I'd walk into stores and, and you know, people would be like, you know, why are we, like, why are you offering us water from yeah. CG? You know, Australia's got such incredible water. Mm. What are you doing? And, and I'd sort of think about it and I'd be like, God, they're, like, they're so right. You know, yeah. what What actually am I doing? And and so um, I had a couple of really good friends, um, Jay Dillon and Michael Garipar. And Jay was a graphic designer and and Michael Garipa, um was a, a really great advertiser um, working in Cleminger. And so we got together and we created a brand called Another Bloody Water. And it, what it was about was everyone at that stage was trying to sort of out-purify the other brand. So, mm. you know, if, if you showed pictures of waterfalls on your label, someone else tried to show pictures of icebergs, and it became not about, you know, your water being from, like, you know, 30 metres underwater. It was about being, you know, two kilometres underwater. And yeah. you know, everyone was trying to say that their water was holier than thou. And um, And we found this incredible source of water up in the Victorian highlands. It had this incredible clean mineral content. And it had the most like decrepit old little tin shed that they used to pull it out of the ground in. And so, you know, we, we called another bloody water another bloody water because we just felt that, you know, at the end of the day, there are, you know, two quadrillion waters on the market. And what people really wanted just was a water that tasted like water that tasted really great and could really, sort of, I suppose, have fun. And so we, we told the story. We put pictures of this sort of decrepit old shed on our, on our sort of sales brochures. Mm. And, um, and we just told the story. So it was very sort of text rich talk, talking about the story of how we found the source and things like that. And it was just this huge hit. And so, you know, we won all these, we won like international design awards. We got so much media for it. And, um, and that I suppose was my first taste of just realizing that, you know, if you can be really sort of, Um, creative and adventurous and have a lot of fun, there's a lot of opportunity to really sort of resonate with consumers.
0: Oh, absolutely. So what came next?
1: Well, not too much for a few years. So we we did an up-bloody water. It went really well. Um, You know, and at that same stage, you know, the business that had started in Victoria, we'd, we'd sort of joined forces with our sister company in Sydney called Karma Goods. And, um, and we were expanding around the country. So we had these little sort of state-based operations in each um, state. And so we, we, kept, we kept sort of selling products. A lot of them were from New Zealand because New Zealand has, you know, this wonderful sort of clean, green approach to food, much like the food from Byron. And and we were sort of finding these great little brands from New Zealand and selling them in Australia. And so mm-hmm. we just kept building the business. And it, and it wasn't until about 2012, 2013 that we launched our next brand called Momo's Meals, which were all around these sort of organic prepared meals. Um, And, and then from there, we sort of started accelerating more and more. And that was really about, you know, doing our own brands was was as much about You know, food had started moving quite quickly in this space, and so, you know, we could see that there were these unmet opportunities, and, you know, we were really excited by, you know, the fact that people were embracing more organic, more natural, more plant-based food, but we were unable to actually find the products that we felt were right for the market. And so we started doing a lot more of that development ourselves.
0: Wow! So, give us some of the other brands that you've done because a lot of them, I think, people just will know. Um, yes. So, yeah, I'd love, I'd love for you just to talk us through some of the other brands under the Soul Fresh.
1: Sure. Yeah. Label. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No worries. So, we have, um, we have uh, uh, quite a few brands in our stable now. So, we have a brand called Bruce Nutty Bruce. So, it's a plant based milk um, that we launched in 2015, and the premise really was. You know, we could see that there were these, you know, plant milks um, were a thing and, and and I was buying them and looking for, you know, quality products. And you could either find, you know, a product that had like 2% almonds that was full of gum, thickness and flavours and it was cheap or you had a product that had like 10% almonds but it was, you know, 11 or $12 and was unaffordable. Mm. And, you know, when when we looked at it, we really felt that there was an opportunity to sort of try and target a price point that was incredible value um, so we we're putting in 10% almonds. It was certified organic. We were using these incredibly clean, amazing processes, you know, with minimal ingredients. Um, but we wanted to sort of really focus on the value, and, and so we launched Naughty Bruce, and you know, it's now grown to being the number one chilled almond milk in Australia, which is great. Um, and so, you know, it's really a testament to the fact that you can make an amazing product um and if you get the value proposition right and the quality right you really get a huge amount of support
0: yeah but you've also got your you've also got your brand personality right as well because it really does stand out yeah
1: well it was you know like it's you know with with these sorts of things it's you know we, we we really try to understand the insight almost as a consumer and you know because we are the consumers of these products it's actually very easy. I mean, we're sort of thinking about ourselves, really, and mm-hmm. saying, "Well, why is it that we weren't happy with you know what was out there before? You know, what is it that we're going to do that's actually going to be meaningful and different that that we would want to buy into?" And and so we just talk to that. And and so yeah, Naughty Bruce has got this sort of um, this whole approach, which is like this perfect world solution for a real world you. And it's just really acknowledging that as much as we all aspire to be, you know. Super fit and super healthy, and in really sort of perfect in our approach. The reality is, is that we live in real life, and that things can't always be great. Um, and so it's about being able to provide these products that give you a bit of that greatness in in what is a quite sort of ordinary life in a way, which is all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, and, and that was the positioning. Um, we also have Low Bros, which um, which was uh, named after my brother and I, and uh, it's uh, the number two kombucha brand in Australia. Um, and so you know, we, it's an amazing product. We're super proud of, you know, we ferment it out in the Yarra Valley. We pull water off a farm. So it's not town water with, you know, fluoride or chlorine or any of the other chemicals. It's literally pulled out, um, near Dalesford of a farm and we, we ferment with it, um, out on the farm. So we create this incredible product. It takes about 30 days, um, of slow fermentation. Um, And, again, it's just been a product that we have been able to really focus on, you know, trying to get the taste right, um, and it's really resonated. Um, And then we have a great chocolate brand called Pico, which is all about sort of plant-based indulgence. Um, And so, again, we've really sort of focused on trying to say, you know, let's try and make it like a dairy milk chocolate, which is sort of indulgent and delicious and moorish and really very sort of um, enjoyable. And we've sort of felt that a lot of the plant-based chocolates, you almost have to endure your way through eating them and it's just not how chocolate should be and so yeah. you know we, we created that and instead of using dairy we actually use like nut butters and plant-based milks to create these plant-based milk chocolates yeah. so we have a hazelnut milk chocolate using hazelnut milk and almond milk chocolate using almond milk and you get this sort of beautiful creamy chocolate um, that's all plant-based wow Um, And then we do some vegetarian. So we've got uh, got three brands in the vegetarian space, um, which sort of focus around, you know, like really great sort of wholesome um, from veggie burgers and sausages and bites and balls. And then we're doing a lot in that sort of meat analog space, which is all around sort of creating these meat-like products uh, that would replace, you know, standard sausages and burgers and meatballs um, in that space.
0: Wow. I mean, what an empire because, you know, most people have one or two brands. You are creating so many brands plus, you know, you you are also distrib- distributing other people's brands. So, there's a lot going on. How how are you juggling all this? <laughs>
1: By having amazing people. Yeah. And SoulFresh, I mean, I think probably all businesses, but like having seen it firsthand, SoulFresh is a direct result from having really amazing and passionate people um, inside the business. And, you know, and and I think if you're very true in what you try to achieve and you have passionate people doing it, um, actually being successful is almost an outcome of, of having all of those great factors come together well. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we, we do do a lot and we are very busy. And, you know, oftentimes when people say they come for another business and they say, oh, you know, I've been in a busy business, and then they come to Soul Fresh, you know, they're sort of a bit eyes wide open, you know, right. when, when they see how much we achieve. But it's because we're really passionate, right? You know, we, we see this sort of clear future. Um, and, you know, for us, we're just trying, we're sort of trying to tackle the biggest food groups that we think are wrong and so you know we're really focused on the soft drink industry and juice because you know as we look at it it's like why like why are people putting that that stuff inside their bodies you don't need Mm -hmm. to you can actually you know get everything you get from that but in a much healthier way Mm -hmm. we're doing the same thing with the dairy industry and You know, we're doing the same thing with the meat industry and and we're sort of snacking and confectionery. And, you know, we we really want to take this approach where we're not – trying to shame people into eating better. You know, there are plenty of people in Sulphresh who do still have dairy milk in a coffee or might have a bit of meat from time to time. And so it's not about trying to shame people into, you know, changing the way they eat. It's about trying to guide people through their tongues and, you know, and their eyeballs into, you know, these alternatives, which we think are just so much more exciting and so much better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So is all of your team
1: in Melbourne or you spread
0: out all over the place?
1: Um, yeah, so we are spread out. So yeah. we have about 120 of us um, and we have a head office in Melbourne. But, you know, being all around Australia, we have um, an office and a sort of a warehouse operations in uh, most of the big states um, and in New Zealand and in the UK.
0: Wow. So, given that the UK is in lockdown and you know not being able to travel yeah. internationally, how's that going to affect yeah. your business?
1: Um, you know, I think I think all of these things affect the business yeah. um, because they really affect morale, and that's something we really noticed firsthand in Victoria. And it's it's really tough, you know, being I think we are locked down for about 110 days, um, and so you know that's really tough. So we're doing a lot in terms of trying to offer like. Yoga and dance, and you know, like these things mm. that are going to get people up and out of their seats. Um, plus, giving them little care packages and those sorts of things. So, so, so that's tough. And then from just a trading point of view, it is. I mean, it is tough. And obviously, being a younger business there in the UK, um, you tend to be almost more affected in a way. But we have mm. an amazing team there, you know. And so, you know, we really encourage. Like Soulfish is this funny business where we we openly encourage each of our little business units to be their own unit. Um, and it's amazing because there is a real die for each other approach um, in the business units in that if someone's sick, then someone else just jumps in and does their job. Mm. You know, if you know our Christmas parties aren't going out for dinner in a restaurant, our Christmas parties are getting a great house on the beach and taking all your families there for the weekends and enjoying each other's company. You know, and so we we want to be very human in this approach and I think in times like this, you know, that humanness really comes through because it comes through in sort of the care and, you know, love and support that people have for each other.
0: Yeah, wow, amazing. So how, you know, a lot of people struggle at building this amazing team and finding the right people. I mean, it's a pretty broad question, but how have you been able to find such great staff
1: I think by making a lot of mistakes yeah. of course you know and um I think it's very important to be okay with making mistakes you know we we've sort of long had this adage of you know be have enough trust in you know your your views and what you do to be able to make decisive decisions um but essentially just make, make mistakes 49% of the time, not 51%, and mm-hmm. try not to make the same mistake twice. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's a very, it, it might seem sort of quite loose, but it's we want it to be very empowering to people. So, mm-hmm. you know, what happens in that environment is that certain people really flourish and they really rise to the top, and other people don't like it, you know, because they need more guidance and more structure. And so, you know, SoulFresh has become this sort of quite independent you know, acting, thinking business because we've sort of really encouraged that independent behavior. Um, and so, you know, it, it's always tough finding good people. Um, and I think, you know, probably after 17 years, we really feel like we can like very proudly, you know, put ourselves forward and say, you know, we, we want the best talent. We're trying to attract the best talent and we will care for you and look after you in, in the best way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's where, you know, often mission and purpose and drive you know, in, inside the business become, you know, a very attractive thing for for people to come into. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So what would you say the focus for 2021 will be?
1: Um, so we've done a heap of planning and so we're really excited. So, you know, we, we're, we're building our team hugely. I think we're putting on another 25 or 30 staff at the wow. moment. Um, and, you know, we're really sort of focusing in behind these these key brands and really wanting to, I suppose, communicate better. And, you know, very simply, you know, we want to create brands and products that matter. And, you know, to create brands and products that matter, you need to both create amazing products, which is what we have we feel, you know, very genuinely we've done, but it's also about really trying to communicate and articulate that and, you know, and connect in a very authentic way. With the people who are consuming it, and so um, yeah, so we're doing a lot in that space, which is really just about trying to, you know, form this sort of these quite genuine connections um, around sort of growing a tribe and and growing the, the categories that we're working. Yeah,
0: with. well, that was my next question because you, um, you know, continuously releasing new brands in different categories is that a huge yeah. learning experience? Because you know, categories differ hugely.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we thought about it a lot. You know, there's, you know, when, when you know, I think Richard Branson was always a bit of a sort of a business hero for me, you know, when I started Soulfresh, and, you know, and, and could see that, you know, there was this sort of this amazing brand virgin that he would sort of stick on everything from a can of cola, you know, to a, a train or to an airline. And um, when we looked at what we were doing, we could have easily gone down that path. In a lot of ways, it's a lot easier. Um But we really felt that for a lot of these categories that we're working in, um, while a consumer is a very similar consumer and can be the same, there's been a real move away from this sort of branded conglomerate and much more into being more specialist. And and because we were really trying to be the best, the most specialist in each of these categories, we felt it'd be appropriate to really sort of know find a brand create brands that were meaningful to us and what we were doing and to Mm. the category and which is why we went down i suppose the path of a branded house um no a house of brands sorry versus a branded house Mm. and um yeah so so it is a lot we're not creating any more new brands you know if anything we're probably consolidating brands together you know and so moving forward there, there are probably five key brands that we'll be focusing on
0: right Super interesting. I bet your mind doesn't
1: stop. (laughs) Um, You know, I sleep very well at night, and 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 it stops well then. But most of my my waking hours are spent sort of thinking and obsessing about it.
0: Yes, amazing. So, what's the best website for us to direct people to?
1: Well, yeah. So, I I mean, we you can always go to Soulfresh, um, and Soulfresh. We talk about a few of our brands. We're actually doing a huge overhaul at the moment. on on a lot of our brands um, in terms of the communication because, again, it's like we're focused so much in sort of sourcing the right ingredients and making things in the right processes that we probably haven't been this sort of outwardly marketing company. Um, But you can always go to Soulfresh, and then you can go check out Nutty Bruce. If you look up Nutty Bruce online, you'll see, um, you know, our sort of Instagram handles and website. Uh, There's Lobros, there's Pico, um, there's Wildly Good, which is uh, one of our vegetarian brands, and Eaty, which is another one. And so the best place you can go to is Soulfresh, and then you can sort of be directed to different brand locations. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, amazing, Devi. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been great speaking with you.
1: Uh, you're welcome. And thank you so much. I mean, it's a real pleasure being able to speak to you today.